Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. You also find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, after exploring the asylum and seeing one another's past trauma, the group encountered a strange being towards the top of the facility. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. So, the three of you see this, what seems to be a dwarf, who mentions he's a human, across the room. Now, you guys are sort of like just walked in, like up the stairs and are sort of like in this like door frame, essentially. You have uh, Hannibal, followed by Alice, followed by Thelonious, and uh, about probably like, I don't know, maybe 40 feet into this room is this being uh, that's sort of, you know, kind of awkwardly moving its like limbs around and, you know, to, to Hannibal and Thelonious, it just sort of seems like this strange, crazy man. But to Alice, who's sort of spied up it towards the ceiling, it's this enormous grell, this large brain like creature with like a beak on it with tentacles dripping down, you know, from uh, from, you know, uh, its underside is like holding the limbs and it's like talking at you guys. And it's like, you know, uh, do come in, do come in. Perhaps you can share a meal with a, a human who's hungry. Does the growl, has it noticed that I've spotted it at all? If if it has, you can't tell very well. Make an insight check. Okay. Let's see what you get. Uh, yeah, what you got? Uh, 16. With a 16, it does not seem like it's noticed you. Or maybe it just doesn't care. Hard to tell, but it doesn't seem like it has. All right. I'd like to use message to get a message to... Which one Han- first? Uh, we'll, we'll go Hannibal first. Okay. And I just let him know, don't look up, don't be obvious, but there's a Grell in this room controlling this thing. Fuck that shit! <laughs> Uh, the the message spell shoots back and yells, fuck that shit. Uh, Hannibal, you do notice, like, now that uh, Alice has pointed out, you see something is, like, like wrapped itself around the limbs that are moving around in the darkness. And it and it ma- starts to make sense that why this thing is, like, sort of, like, puppeting and, like, awkwardly, like, dangling its limbs as it talks to you. Thelonious in the back, you've not y- noticed anything yet. I'd like to get a message to Thelonious if I can. Just a moment. Hannibal, what are you doing uh, uh, with this newfound information? How far away am I from the mess in front of me? About 40 feet. 
Okay, 40 feet. And it, there's nothing in between us. Doesn't seem to be. It looks like it's a, a pretty uh, uh, kind of like, you know, uh, just smash down room. There it looks like there used to be maybe like beds in here or something that have now been broken apart and it's just rubble on the floor. And then what kind of reach does this thing have? The ground. You're not entirely sure. It, it's the tentacles pretty drip down, uh, droop down, I should say, from the ceiling uh, or from this its body, which is near the ceiling, pretty far. So maybe about 10 feet or so. Kind of hard to tell. Okay. So essentially, we're going to have to deal with this thing at some point. I mean, presumably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you also see that there is a closed door on the other side of the room. But behind the growl? Behind the growl. All right. I'm just going to turn around and say, hey, Thelonious, there's a big fucking growl up there. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. You see this horrifying thing, Thelonious, and it kind of like, it just like sort of disgusts you. Like, it just looks so gross. And the thing responds to you guys and says, pay no mind to the creature above the ceiling. I assure you it means you no harm. And you see the beak moving and flapping its mouth as it talks. I'm going to use prestigitation and pretend that I just threw up all over the floor. <laughs> An image of like, like now are we talking like uh, the, uh, are we talking like it looks like vomit or are we saying like, like rainbow sparkles pop out of your mouth? Like green, vi- like green vomit. Green like uh, s- sort of like flecks of light <laughs> sort of smash into the ground at his feet. Subtle guys, subtle. <laughs> wow, this thing's gross. In case you didn't notice what I just did. There was, there was, yeah, no, we saw it. Okay. Okay. I bid you welcome, friends. I assure you, I mean you no harm. I just merely wish that you would spare a very human meal for the very human in front of you. That's, that's me, and the, the, the arm waves awkwardly. And what exactly passes for a human meal to you? Why, many vittles and, and bits of offal would work. That I, doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean anything to me. What are vittles and offal? Roll it some trail mix. Uh, offal is organ meat. Oh, offal. <laughs> I have this delicious... This delicious trail mix. You ever had trail mix? I'm not a. I'm not a very knowledgeable of what trail mix is, but surely if you bring it closer to me, I'd be happy to, to partake Th- in I some. Throw him the trail yeah, mix. I throw a handful at him like a shotgun full of salt. <laughs> you throw the trail mix across the room. It scatters, hits the floor, hits this thing in the face. Its very, very lifeless eyes do not flutter. And it goes, while that is tasty, friend, I, I, I got a real big bite as you threw it in my face. I, uh, I I actually would prefer something maybe a little bit more substantial. There's not a lot of food up here these days, you see. And the grill sort of floats a little bit closer and the, the lifeless form kind of like zombies its way about like five, ten feet closer. There's some shit we killed on a couple floors down. Want us to bring that up for you? No, better idea. Why don't you go get it? We'll stay out of your way. You go get the shit that's downstairs, and then everybody wins. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Definitely with disadvantage. What would you get? Uh, that is a nine. Why, I think that that would be a, a wonderful plan. By all means, let me just go on past you. I'm going to head downstairs and get this this shit you left on the ground, <laughs> as you so insight? aptly put it. <laughs> yes, you absolutely can. And uh, what'd you get? Is a five. <laughs> uh, it seems like it's, it's willing to head downstairs. It seems hungry enough, can, you guess. Can we roll insight? You sure can. By all means, everybody roll insight. I hope you do better than I did. 
Three. Ooh. Fifteen. Hey, fifteen? These two are like nodding and they're like, yeah, yeah, walk on by us. And they're like, they just sort of step aside on the staircase and just stand there. Thelonious, you don't think this thing is going to let, it's just going to pass. You think it's going to attack as soon as it's close, but it does start moving in your guys' direction. What would you like to do? So what do you guys know about Grells? I Oh no, this is just for Thelonious. You guys oh, are standing sorry, aside man. and about to let this thing go past. <laughs> go past, quote unquote. Thelonious, you get the vibe that this is not going to happen. What would you like to do? Fuck it. I'm going to take initiative. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going after this thing. So I'm going to tell these two guys, he's not going down the stairs. And I want to roll to attack. Now, here's your options so the way I see it, right. Polonia. So okay. the way I see it is, is if you want to just bushwhack this thing and get a surprise round, you can just start attacking. Okay. If you want to alert your friends, it'll hear that you're alerting them. And so it'll also roll initiative when you roll initiative. Yeah. So would you prefer to get a surprise round? And they're just like, sort of like, oh, God, what are you doing? Or do you just want to just be like, hey, guys, let's just fight this thing. Yeah, there's no way out of this. I'm fucking going for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone roll initiative. Thelonious <laughs> is going to get a surprise round. Which is good for you guys. 13. One! One! <laughs> God damn it. How? <laughs> oh, Hannibal. First of the day, you just dropped to the bottom of the initiative count. No big deal. What's the worst that's going to happen later? 15. Oh, shit. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you're... You're owed like three from last Shut time. Shut up, you! <laughs> oh no, I, that already has been taken into place. This is just the first of this recording session. That's that's fine. No big deal. I got this. Yeah, it's fine. I've been uh, dreading this between sessions. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, anywho, uh, it would normally be Alice's turn, but because Thelonious has a surprise round, you get to go first. What would you like to do? This thing is now about 30 feet away from you guys, and you're just sort of like standing in the door frame while they're sort of flanking you on either side with their guard dropped. Yeah, I'm going to go firebolt. By all means. Yeah. So I just make a roll here. Mm -hmm. um, and are you, are you doing firebolt or are you doing the fancy new spell you have, Scorching Ray? Oh, yeah, that's right. Good call. I mean, I know you just got a new spell because you guys leveled up recently. So Damn it, I, why did I not change it? Yes, yeah, yeah, Scorching, Scorching Ray. Ray. Absolutely. Go ahead and use Scorching Ray. I'll allow it. All right. I, I figure if you were going to use it, it would probably be in the opening gambit. Yeah, for sure. I thought I, I thought I wrote it down. I did not. I'm an idiot. No, no, you're fine. Uh, so go ahead I'm and... I'm a noob, everybody, right? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the name uh, of the show. You're not wrong. Okay. Uh, so, so I believe it's three separate beam attacks that you yes. roll separate, and okay. each one does uh, a pool of damage. All right, so I roll them separately? Yep, I believe so. I think it's three different spell attacks. So let me know what you get for the first one. Um, that would be a 11. Uh, let me see. You have surprise round. Uh, does, he get, does he get an advantage? You know, you might. Let me double check. I think you do, actually. So go ahead and take advantage for your surprise round. I don't know what that means. Oh, roll, uh, roll again. Take the better result. Yeah. Oh, roll again. Take the better result for each of these attacks. That's way better because that's a 21. <laughs> that's a hit. Roll the next one. Advantage. Remember, roll twice. Take the better result. That is a 17. That's also a hit. Roll for the uh, third one. And let me know what you get. Another 17. All three hit. Go ahead and roll the three pools of damage. Add them together. And remember that you also have your fancy sorcerer powers that allow you to re-roll if you use like uh, your sorcery points. That's if I use the points, though. It's if you use them, yeah. Okay. And it's 2d6. So I do this three times and then total it up? Uh, yep. Yeah. 
So 6d6, well, essentially. 6d6. Essentially, because you hit with all three. Did we get the calculator? And then uh, go ahead and uh, uh, give me a total pool of fire damage here. And so for uh, 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 you two, you step aside and you're like, I'm glad that we worked this out. Thelonious is just like, fuck this. 29. Th- throws out his uh, hand and three beams of fire just shoot through the uh, uh, the grell. And what ex- was that? Blowed out the other side. And the thing just lets out this horrifying roar. Well, shit, burn this mother down. <laughs> Oh, it's 29. 29 damage, okay. Uh, what was that? This guy's not fucking with us. He was not heading down those staircase, guys. Believe me. The, uh, That's right. I don't like this plan anyway. The uh, the Grell uh, uh, drops the limbs that it was using to hold uh, to the ground, and it goes, so we're going to play it the hard way, eh? I'd really appreciate it if maybe you could just hop on into my mouth. It's It'd be appreciated if you just cut out the middleman here. Alice, it's your turn. I'm gonna make you work for it. So at this point, have we pulled out our, our weapons? I would assume. Uh, on your turn, you can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is a 15. Uh, bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Yep. yep absolutely. You do hit. Uh, no sneak attack damage. Uh, the thing's about 30 feet away. You have no allies next to it. Uh, and so, unless you had something else to give you advantage. Nope. Didn't think so. Uh, so that is uh, eight altogether. Eight damage. All right. I. Uh, Okay, and uh, after... Oh, anything else you want to do, Alice? Move into the room? Um, so, is there anywhere in the room I can walk into that would give me a little bit more distance than I've currently got? Like, can I? is there, like, a oh, corner sure. that... Yeah, you can dive into, like, the, the far side of the room, and uh, it would be, like, probably, like, you know, uh, 40 feet away from you instead of, like, the 30 feet that it is now. Yeah, we'll stick with that. Yeah, so you move about 30 feet away, and you get a little bit of distance. I... Uh, the, I... Uh, I... Uh, uh, the Grell uh, advances upon Thelonious, uh, who's in the doorway with uh, Hannibal, and uh, it says, Now, allowing you to live will be a real pain in my uh, Glorbot, and uh, we all know what a pain in the Glorbot feels like. And it kind of like floats over to you, uh, Thelonious, and goes to lash at you with its tentacles. Uh, what's your AC? 14. Uh, hit and a miss. Okay. Uh, it does uh, three damage to you, and uh, go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. Let me know what you get. Six. With a six, you feel yourself kind of like freeze up and become paralyzed, and uh, whatever the the like the barbs on this ten like the tentacle of this thing uh, have like poisoned you to some capacity, like paralyzed your body, and you just sort of go like rigid and fall to the ground. Uh, Thelonious, it is your turn. On your turn, you can't do anything, but at the end of the turn, make a constitution saving throw and see if you can break free of this uh, paralyzing poison. So there's nothing I can do right now? You're so paralyzed. I'm, so I'm You're doing a constitution throw yep, right now. bad status effect. That's a 17. With a 17, you sort of like kind of like clutch at your arms, and it still feels like like hot fire in your veins, but you're able to start moving around. You uh, all right there, Thelonious? I'm okay. Can I use that uh, quicken spell now? Or no? Hmm. Uh, you can only do saving throws at the end of your turn, so I would say no. All right. Uh, Hannibal, it is your turn. All right. How close am I to this thing? Uh, the thing advanced on uh, Thelonious, so it's like within five feet of you as well. Okay. I'm going to back up and pull out my bow. Sure thing. Okay. So how far away, like how big is this room? 
Uh, the the room is fairly uh, big. It's probably like forty feet by forty feet. All right. Uh, so do you want to advance to where like uh, Alice is or the opposite side? Uh, let me go opposite side. Sure, absolutely. You uh, dive to the other side of the room, and I'm gonna pull up my bow. Sure. Now you are leaving Thelonious stuck on the ground in front of this thing. Oh, because he is right next to it and been previously paralyzed by it. Let me rethink that. Sure thing. Okay, so I guess you that- can do that. I'm not. A, I'm not no, opposed. I didn't you realize doing that. he was on the ground. I was. Yeah. Well, I was wondering. I'm like- <laughs> I didn't realize he was on the ground. Okay. Yeah. New plan. I took one for the team. All right. <laughs> and look at what I did to start the damn. I'm going to get between the Grell and Thelonious, and I'm going to pull out my rapier and my shield. There we go. Let's do that. Sure thing. And, Go ahead and uh, make an attack. <laughs> well, and then I'm uh-huh. going to do... Yep. I'm going to use one of my new maneuvers. Ooh. And I'm going to do a distracting strike. Oh, that sounds fun. It says, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to uh-huh. distract the creature, giving your allies an opening... Uh, so then I add the superior superiority die to the attack's damage roll. The next attack... Uh, by somebody other than me has advantage. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, the next t- character's turn has advantage in the initiative counter, or whatever. And uh, and that actually continues. Uh, it says the next attack roll against the target by an attacker other than you has advantage if the attack is made before the start. Of your... Okay. So yeah. So the next. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So go ahead and uh, make that uh, uh, distracting su- uh, strike. Yep. And then let's see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, I roll the attack. Yep. No. <laughs> no. Critical fail. No. Critical fail. <laughs> yes. We're all gonna yes, die. Yes, it is. We're all gonna <sighs> die. Well, I guess I didn't use that this, that superiority die at this point. No, you did not. No. You did not use that up. Isn't no. that nice? That's. Dad, fuck that dice. <laughs> you uh, you step forward with your shield and uh, uh, sword in order to uh, uh, defend your friend. Awesome. Do I just stab myself in the dick? <laughs> no, but good guess. Tentacle goes into your uh, stomach. You take uh, two points of damage. Go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw. Great. Mm-hmm. With a different dice. That's a one. No, this, is, this one's good. This one's good. Oh, damn. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Keep that train going. Where the hell's constitution? Uh, it's one of your uh, stats. Uh, 20. Un- unnatural. Unnatural? You you uh, uh, succeed. It does not paralyze you. Well, that's fucking great. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. That is so exciting. Alice, it is your turn. You do not have advantage on this strike, which is unfortunate, but your friend is now adjacent to it, so you do have sneak attack. All right. I'd like to... Because I'm assuming now it's closer to the door, so I can probably circle like, around. Circle around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd like to circle around, still keeping about the you know the forty feet of distance. Sure, sure. And then I am going to. I uh, think I'm just going to let loose with another arrow. Uh, by all means, uh, go ahead and uh, launch an arrow. That is a fourteen. With a fourteen, you do hit. All right, and so I get sneak attack, right? You do. You do indeed. Go ahead and add up all that uh, sneak attack damage. Give me a total. That is an eight. <laughs> eight damage. I did better. Well, I know I did as good without it. I. Uh, well, no, I mean these things happen. Uh, Atlas, you moved. You attacked. Anything else you wanted to do? I can't use. I can't use silent image as a uh, bonus. That's a regular action, right? Yeah. If it's a regular action, then you would not be able to. Okay. Then I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold Pat. Say, Are you guys doing all right over there? Alice yells out to ask how you guys are doing, and the thing yells back, well, not as good as there 
uh, or they're not doing as good on uh, a moment here. Uh, it swipes at you twice, Hannibal, and misses both times. What's your AC again to be safe? Oh, 18. Yeah, there's, yeah, totally whiffs both times. Uh, that is its turn. Uh, Thelonious, it is now your turn. Does this thing have eyes? You don't see eyes on it. It's just sort of like a floating brain with a beak and tentacles underneath it. All right, I'm going to stare at it and go, nobody, nobody paralyzes me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and do uh, Scorching Ray again. By all means, launch another three Scorching Rays. You don't have advantage this time. That's a 23. That's a hit. That'll do. That's a 17. That's a hit. And what'd you get for the third? That's a 14. That's a hit. Oh, fuck this bitch Ugh. up. Yeah, this thing is about to take a whole lot of fire damage. Go ahead and. So uh, that was 3d6, right? Uh, no, 6d6. Uh, uh, so 6 yeah, It's Because it's 2d6 per beam, right? No. Yes. Yep, so now, six of them. I didn't ask before, though. It's level two. Does that mean anything more no, significant? If no? you okay. if you cast it at a higher level, eventually, uh, when you get higher level spells, you can gotcha. it like adds extra beams or whatever. But for now, that's how it works. Okay, so six D6s. Yep. And then add up all the uh, damage there. And I saw one in there. those rolls. That's a shame. And by shame, I mean I'm not too uh, beaten up about it. Let me know what you got. 23. Ooh. Yeah, fucker. Melting this thing. Nobody paralyzes me. Three beams of fire shoot out once more, and uh, and the thing lets out another uh, uh, like roar that doesn't seem to match its own voice. It's this like horrible, like deep throated uh, scream. Uh, and Thelonious, uh, is there anything else you wanted to do? You are adjacent to it. Can I do something else? I mean, you have a bonus action left or a move action. Can I stab it with my dagger? That's a standard action. That's a standard action. Standard. Can I use my quickening spell and do another action? I like. Could I do another spell? You could feasibly use the quicken spell at, on one of your cantrips and use firebolt. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm fucking ramming this thing to the ground. You, you. Since I can't trust Hannibal, <laughs> you, I am useless. <laughs> I am you. Every episode before this one. <laughs> <laughs> This is how magic users work. You get them enough spell levels, and they're just a walking artillery. Uh, I believe it's a D10 uh, that you... Uh, it's a spell attack, and then it's D10 damage, right? Uh, yes. One D10. Oh, what'd you get to hit? Uh, 17. Uh, it is a hit, so yeah, go and roll a D10. That is... Let me know what you get. Six. And, uh, yeah, this guy's not looking so great. He's not, not thrilled at this point, that's for sure. Uh, Hannibal, it is actually your turn now. Uh, your friend just like a barrages it with a bunch of like rays of fire, and then when the thing like screams, he like flurries his hands out in a like a, a brief motion, and then launches another firebolt at the thing. It's pretty great. Good, good work there. <laughs> I am in awe. I'm pissed. I get it. Uh, all right, I'm going to do a distracting strike uh -huh. this time. Hopefully, I hit. Uh huh. Oh, God, please be a critical fail. It's not a critical oh. fail. We are good. It is a 16. It is a hit. Oh, plus my superiority. I forgot to do uh -huh. that. And that's to the damage. Well, I roll it two. And the, oh, yeah, to the damage. I'm to sorry. the damage. Unless it's a, a, yes. uh, one of your combat maneuvers where it adds to the attack. Right. It'll, it'll say one or the other. And then it's I roll, damage. what is it, a uh, d8? Yep, uh, d8 plus the superiority yep. dice and then the strength bonus or whatever. 
Uh, two, eight, three. What is that? Fifteen, thirteen. Ooh, not bad. Uh, you stab into the thing and blood spurts out from it, and and, uh, and it lets out another scream. It doesn't look like oh, it's wait, doing no. that. What? That's not right at all. Oh no. Yeah, that's right. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, we're I'm, good. Sorry, we're good. I was hoping to be last, but that's okay. No, no, we're good. Alice, it is your turn. It doesn't look like it's doing pretty good. No, it does not look good, and you have a uh, advantage on it, right? Alice yes. has advantage. Yes. yes. All right. So let's uh, let's fire another arrow into this thing. You have advantage. Roll twice and take the better result. And what? Nope. Get? That is a seven. What? Even with the rolling twice and taking the better result, I got a two both times. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad I showed up today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Damn, you're not wrong. Arrow goes flying, Alice. Uh, and uh, anything else you wanted to do? Uh, I curse a little. Eh, that's fine. <laughs> I, 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 that's understandable. You can use your bonus action to curse if you want. I uh, fuck my turn. life. <laughs> <laughs> it swipes at you uh, twice, Thelonious. Uh, because you're clearly the threat here. <laughs> it is not concerned with what anybody else is doing. It's very concerned about your actions. Obviously. Uh, what is your AC again? 14. It misses and hits. Uh, you take another two points of damage and go ahead and uh, 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 make me a constitution saving throw. Let me know what you get. Uh, 21. You feel a little bit of like almost like fire in your veins after it hits you, uh, but you stand your ground and it doesn't seem like it's uh, uh, afflicting you. This uh, same paralyzing poison. Is that all you got, you bastard? Give me a few moments and I might be able to work something out for you. Thelonious, it's your turn. Yeah, you're not going to have a few moments because I'm going to do chromatic orb. Herb. Herb. (laughs) I'm going to throw some rosemary and thyme at you, damn it. That sounds mighty delicious. What is that? What'd you get? One. First of the day, right? Yeah. You create the chromatic (laughs) orb, and uh, the spell just fizzles. It just, like, you create it, and it just sort of, like, vanishes in your hands, uh, and you're just sort of staring at the palm of your hand, and he goes, wow, that did sound delicious, son. It didn't turn (laughs) out to really amount to much, did it? I hate you. You're going to die soon. Well, not from your chromatic herbs, that's for sure. <laughs> Hannibal, it's your turn. It's really a shame. They're delicious. Uh, I am going to do um, a mm-hmm. another distracting strike. By all means. And what'd you get? Uh, 23. Well, that's a hit. Let me roll my damage, which is Please do. this one. Yep, plus that uh, uh, superiority dice, of course. Add that all up with your bonuses. 16. With a 16, you take your uh, rapier, kind of like, you know, extend it out from your uh, hand, and then just slam it into its uh, chest, and uh, and blood sort of just spurts out, hits the ground, and the thing kind of like lets out this like horrendous like coughing sound. Stops for a moment and goes, you know, I might have been able to win if I didn't have such an empty stomach. And then just sort of slumps, and like the fl- whatever is keeping it in the air floating ceases, and then you just sort of step back, and the thing hits the ground hard, and blood spurts out. I'm gonna kick it just once. You give it a swift kick. Yeah, that's what you get. Go around and collect my arrows. Can I light it on fire with prestigitation? I I would say a firebolt would light it on fire more wait, than wait, prestigitation. Wait, wait. Do we need to check this thing first to see what's yeah, happening? Yeah, let's good? say let's. 
I want to fucking light on fire. No, uh, I want to. I want to look at it. I mean, you look at it. It has no pockets. It has no gear. It has no bags. It has. It is just a floating brain with a beak with tentacles. Let me torch it, Craig. It, you can. Uh, can we <laughs> torch it? Fuck, right. torch it. Do I have to roll? Uh, no, no. You you shoot a firebolt into Perfect. it, and it engulfs in flames. Awesome. At least, I'll at least Hannibal and I say, let's let him have this one. Yeah. You know what? He, he earned it. Yeah, he did. The man earned it. Melt in hell, you fucker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Can we check this room out? Absolutely. Uh, there is a door on the uh, other side of the room. Uh, as far as that goes, the uh, uh, there's a couple of windows here. Uh, you guys can make a perception check, an investigation check, and uh, I feel like you can make a nature check as well. I'll go perception. All right. I'll take, uh, take investigation. Mm-hmm. I guess I have nature. By all means. 15 for perception. You take a, a look around the room, and not, nothing really in the room is catching your attention. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, you know, you, you find, uh, uh, like, dust and broken down furniture and stuff, but you look out the, the windows, and uh, it's strange that, like, when you look out, it feels like, you know, you're maybe on, like, the second floor, and, like, you go to the other window and look out, and you're, like, on the fourth floor. You go back to the other one, and it's just, like, messing with your perspective. Like, whatever this crazy asylum is, it's just, like, almost like it's screwing with you. you. Like, you look out the windows, and nothing seems right. What about when I look up? Does it still seem like we're higher up on one side than the other? Like, if you look out one window and look behind you at the other window without really moving much, it does seem like the perspective of the sky kind of changes a little bit. Okay. Uh, but, like, when you look back again and double take, it's, like, back to normal or what you presume to be normal. Uh, it's it's hard to tell what is what in this place. Uh, I will say otherwise, it seems like the uh, the sun is, like, you know, getting a little bit later in the afternoon at this point. Uh, what did you get for uh, nature? Seven. With a seven... You're not very familiar with Grell, but this one did seem pretty large and had, like, really long tentacles. Maybe this was, like, an older one or something. You're not really sure. You should have looked at it that. Seven. <laughs> uh, a seven. You uh, take a look, and you do find a uh, uh, a suit of old, old, rusty, like, uh, uh, half-plate armor that's sized to the dwarf. Uh, the, whatever this, whoever this dwarf was, maybe it was some kind of warrior at some point. Uh, it looks pretty old, like the body's pretty old and emaciated now. But as far as that goes, it looks like it was wearing armor if you wanted to take it. Yeah, sure, we'll take it. You scoop it up and throw it in your bag. You have a, a suit of uh, dwarven half plate. Uh, Can we take a look at the mm-hmm. dwarven, the body? Yeah, make a medicine check. By all means. That is a... And what'd you get? Unnatural 20. Looks like it's been dead for maybe a half year or something. It looks pretty old and emaciated. Uh, as far as that goes, it uh, uh, it looks like its innards have been like sucked out of its body. So it's like it's like mummified, basically. Okay, I let the others know that this thing looks like it's only been dead for about a half a year. Well, that's interesting. Um, is there anything else around the room that we've missed? There is a doorway yeah. uh, that uh, uh, you peek through, like this, like uh, uh, kind of glass window, and you see stairs leading up. Uh, before we go, how everybody doing? All right? Do we need to maybe take a, take a quick, like a, like a short rest? I'm I'm feeling okay, uh, but I could also rest if you guys need to. I don't know how your spells work. Like if you need to recharge them, or not until the next day or yeah, whatever. Which I'll, I'll be fine till the next day. Okay. Right. Um, did we look at the body to see if it had anything on it? At all? His armor. Uh, he found the armor on it. That was about it. Okay. 
didn't have like you know bags of gems on him or anything or a backpack I was hoping with for treasure. Like, identification or something. Try to figure out who this guy is. Doesn't seem to have identification. No driver's license. No, 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 yeah, no driver's license. I'm afraid. Yeah. No I wanted, carriage a, license. I wanted to see a Rayburn Falls driver's license. <laughs> I guess what's permitted to ride carriage? Oh, I'll be danged. Start heading up the the stairs there. Absolutely. So you guys get to the uh, stairs, and you open up the door. It makes, makes this really rusty, gross sound. And you look up, and you're able to see kind of flickering shadows as the afternoon sun is starting to you're just starting to kind of begin to set in the distance. Uh, all three of you make me a perception check. Uh, 24. 10. Um... Nine. With a nine and a ten, you guys notice uh, a shadow cast on the wall that you no. can see as you're heading up the stairs. What? Sorry. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. You guys see the same up thing. Nine it's and fine. Six. It was, they you're look fine. similar. I don't know if you guys. Okay. <laughs> you're, Sorry. Numbers. You're <laughs> Numbers are hard. I get it. Uh, so you guys look up the staircase. Uh, all three of you see this. Uh, you see the the uh, like a, a wall that kind of you know like as you head up the stairs it's like you know kind of comes right up against this wall, and you see in the kind of the twilight uh, uh, afternoon you see this shadow that looks really horrendous. It looks large. It seems to have wings. It seems to have like a long tail, maybe horns or something. Uh, and it's this large form. And as you start walking up the stairs, you notice that the shadow starts to transform. Uh, Alice, you notice as well that in the shadowy form of whatever this beast is, you seem to notice that three flickering red lights sort of like kind of like bounce into the wall. And you think that it must be wearing something probably around its head from the shadow you see uh, that has three red gems on it. Okay. Can I, am I able to let them know that I, what I see? You whisper that to them so they know. The shadow transforms itself and starts shrinking down like the wings kind of coil in the tail seems to wrap around its body and the form becomes very much more slender how far away are we you guys are probably about like 30 34 or about 30 to 40 more feet of stairs before you're wherever this thing is stealth up yeah we should probably stealth up absolutely stealth by all means go ahead and make that with disadvantage Still natural 20. Wow. Woo. Wait, two natural 20s with disadvantage? Well, I'll be damned. That's the luckiest thing that's ever happened in any episode ever of Noobs and Dragons. 13. Eight. Alice is incredibly quiet. You guys did make noise when you first walk, in, walk into this area, and your two friends are being quite loud as they walk up the stairs, which are creaking. So any stealth that you may have had, Alice, is just kind of out the window, unfortunately. I even used the purple dice. Ah, such a shame. And you guys head up the stairs, and you guys first see, as you sort of walk up these stairs, what looks to be maybe like a, a small attic. In one pile, or in one corner of the room, is like a pile of maybe like two or three seemingly dead humanoids. Uh, you guys notice that they seem to be like frogmen. They're a race known as the Bullywugs. There's like three of them. They tend to be a monstrous race that, like, you know, attacks people. I... Uh, you see a, a glint of light off a, uh, a table, a dusty table on the other side of the room. A little hard to tell what it is without getting closer or, or taking time to you know scope it out. But otherwise, in this weird little attic space, 
is Vivian, the tall human girl of around 16 years of age who's got long brown hair, green eyes, and is wearing a silver circlet with some red gems on top of her head, and she's wearing a long green robe. Uh, Vivian, is that you? (laughs) I really must thank you for your hospitality the other night. Glad we could help. Uh, that doesn't. That your voice has changed. Man, you a smoker? What's happening here? Oh, please don't play stupid with me, investigators. <laughs> they may not be playing. <laughs> and she just sort of smirks, and for the briefest of moments, you see like sharp, serrated teeth, and then the, her mouth closes, quote unquote. Her mouth closes. So, what exactly are you? I have been called many things throughout my existence. However, most recently, I've been known as X319. X319. So are you a former patient here then? Hmm. No, but this is a very convenient spot to hide away when I want no one around. Well, we're here now. And she sort of steps towards a uh, shattered out wall uh, where, you know, it's just sort of like, you know, like just leads out into the uh, open air. And she just sort of stops there. What did you do to these uh, bullywugs? Mere snacks for later, I assure you. What plans you got later? Oh, please, investigator. <laughs> you, I'm just doing my job. You're not doing a very good job if you think I'm going to give you all your answers. I thought I'd try. Should we beat him out of her? <laughs> him? It? I have no intention of losing to you in a fight. Trust me, I will not be around for long, I assure you. Oh, where are you going? (laughs) Investigator, please, you're better than this. No, seriously, where are you going? And she doesn't answer. It doesn't answer. What, uh, you know, I've been thinking those those boots we let you have. Where are those boots at? (laughs) You seem to be in the dark on such matters. Make an insight check. All of us? Anyone can, yep. That is a... 12. Uh, 16. 15. With the 15 and 16, uh, whatever this X319 is, uh, is taunting you that you guys don't know, but there's something about the wording that it uses that catches you off guard a bit. That we're in the dark? Mm-hmm. Something about that catches in your mind. What do you mean we're in the dark? <laughs> you're the investigators. I'm sure you'll figure it out. I mean, um, or you're here, you could tell us. That would be fantastic. Is, you do realize that if you succeed in your job, I have failed in mine. I assure you, I will not be giving you answers anytime soon. But who uh, who cares if you fail? Who, who are you working with? I have my own agenda, I assure you. I don't know if I believe that. Hmm. Uh, make a uh, insight check. Nine. With a nine, it's a little hard to tell. Uh, you're, you're not entirely sure. It, it, it seems like there's some truth to that, but, I mean, maybe there's not. Uh, but uh, there's a... Uh, uh, Vivian smirks again, and you see this, like, sharp, serrated teeth uh, for a moment. And she points to the circlet on her head, and she says, So long as I have this... I assure you, you will get no closer to the truth. 
So, Atlas, you feel like the circlet or the the three red shining spots you saw earlier were from the circlet, which would mean that this is not a part of the illusion. The circlet is was also on the creature's head, as it was on it before it transformed. It's the story behind that uh, circlet there. <laughs> it's a very lovely piece. If you can get it from me, it's all yours, of course, investigator. But I assure you, it will not be so easy. Where's Vivian? Vivian has been digested at this point, Investigator. Her and K-Ball Cthuddle were quite delicious. And all those other victims? That was you too, huh? Indeed. Would it be possible to shoot the circlet off of her head with an arrow? Yeah, anything's possible. Did you want to try shooting the circlet? See, the problem is if we do this, <laughs> no. we're, we're probably just going to have to start attacking this thing. I would say that we might have to anyway, but I'm going to leave it up to you. That's your that's your call. Uh, did you want to keep talking for now? Because it doesn't seem like it's running away, and it doesn't seem like it's fighting you guys, so long as you're just talking. I don't, I don't think we want to fight this thing. Well, I mean, you know. It did say it had, it, when you guys essentially threatened it as you walked up, it said it had no intention of losing to you. And that it would leave as soon as, like, a combat started. But we need information. We do need information, you're right. You guys whisper amongst yourselves for a moment, and can I, the form of Vivian just sort of smirks in your guys' direction. Can I put it to sleep? I, If it has low enough HP to be affected by your spell, it certainly can be put to sleep. Unless it has some kind of racial features that would allow, or like some type of feature that would prevent sleep, kind of like elves do. Okay, but if I try it, it's going to know I'm doing something, right? Yes, you would be using wor- your words, throwing your hands out there. It would be very apparent. Much like attacking it, that would be admission that you're starting some kind of confrontation. Yeah. Which isn't, I mean, if you guys want to do that, you certainly can. It's just, you know, you can also talk to the thing currently. All right, so what do we want to talk to it about? Um... All right, we need to figure out what its plan is, but we need to trick it. It is not just coughing up information. The moment you guys are like, yeah, but what's your real plans? It just <laughs>, laughs at you. It does. It has no intention of giving you real, res- like any detailed responses. Uh, although it did give you a little bit of a clue unknowingly, perhaps, about the uh, the boots. So I wonder if it made the boots into the circlet. The boots were a black metal, uh, pretty okay. large, and this is a silver circlet with red gems, which was also on Vivian's head the last time you saw her when you were under the impression it was just Vivian. Uh, so what brought you to the city? I was hmm, reborn in this city, if you will. Reborn? <laughs> and it just smiles. Was Vivian someone you attacked on purpose? Were you trying to get closer to Kefuddle? <sighs> A very good question, investigator. There is a very important reason why I needed to assault K-Ball Cthuddle. Is he dead? Indeed. Digested. Well, you didn't assault him, then you murdered him. I find that it's much easier to devour beings when they've already been attacked. Who attacked him? Why, me, of course. Do keep up, investigator. <laughs> so what was so important about those boots? <laughs> ne- never you mind, investigator. 
The boots are now in my possession in a hidden location. Did you eat them? I no, I did not eat the boots. Are well, you I wasn't sure you attention? got it. You apparently have a big mouth. I don't know. I you might have eaten them. You said you eat everything else. I'm rubbing my temples at this you point. You seem to have a big appetite. Do you like trail mix? <laughs> and I, I throw have... some trail mix at it. Okay, that made me chuckle a little bit. It jumps off the platform back uh, as soon as you reach into your pocket and make like an aggressive motion, and it immediately starts diving away. What would you guys like to do in these last moments as Hannibal grabs I into wanna... his pocket for uh, trail mix? Moron. I want to run. I want to run after and see if I see if I can tackle. I, uh, you you think that you could potentially get close, but you think that'd be kind of tough. Do you want to shoot an arrow? Do you want to try running at it? What would you like to do? Yeah, I'll shoot. I'll shoot an arrow. Do you want to shoot at it, or do you want to shoot at the circlet, like uh, Hannibal mentioned? Uh, I would like to shoot. Mm-hmm. Maybe at maybe at her leg. Try to stop her, like prevent her from moving. Well, she gonna fly. Mm. I mean, she is also just dropping behind herself. Like she's just sort of falling out the uh, like the this back wall where the. All right, w- then the I'll take an aim for. Uh, I'll take an aim for the circlet. Absolutely, I uh, going to make an attack roll, and uh, Thelonious. I'm going to try and put it to sleep since it's already running away now. By all means, go ahead and uh, roll up for uh, that. It's the I believe it's just a bunch of d8s to figure out how much HP it can affect. That is a. Do I roll 14. a d20 first, though? Nope. It's no. uh, it's just it, it will automatically work so long as it's not immune to sleep, and so long as it has low enough HP for your spell. So it says roll five of them. Yep. So go ahead and roll an animal. And I just add them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourteen on that attack. With a fourteen, you real quick grab out your bow, pull out uh, an arrow, and uh, pull back the drawstring and launch the arrow, and make an insight check. I swear, 30. You wave your hand, and the spell goes in its direction and does not seem to affect oh, it. Such a good roll! Uh, Whether it has too much HP or immune, you're not entirely sure. 19 for the uh, insight. With a 19, you launch the arrow. It kneels down a bit. It bounces off the circlet. The circlet goes clattering to the floor and smiles real big and goes, I knew I could rely on you, investigators. Wings explode out of its back, and it immediately just just dives into the distance, and the form of Vivian sort of like fades away. And in the distance, you can see the form transform, or this being transform into what looks sort of draconian. It looks like it has like dragon-like scales, and has like spikes jetting out of its shoulders. It has uh, what looks to be like a more dragon-like head. Uh, a long tail jets out, and unlike Dragonborn, which have no wings and no tail. The thing seems more slender. It's probably about like seven feet tall. Uh, you know, the six foot form of this girl sort of extends out. And the thing is in this like, you know, just sort of like pose with its arms folded as it floats there. But its wings don't flap. It just sort of has them behind it. Uh, and it seems to have uh, red scales. So mistakes were made. <laughs> let's oh. let's not blame anyone here. <laughs> Investigators. You're so easy to delude. The moment that all I had to do was point to that circlet, you thought that it was the biggest target on me. But I assure you, and its scales turn black, and the the more red dragon-like head turns into more of like almost like a black dragon's head with like the two horns jetting out the side of its head. And it goes, no, no, I assure you, I will no doubt see you again. I hope that you can keep 
the poor innkeeper and your old man safe in the meantime. And the thing jets off into the sky in the blink of an eye. So the important thing here is here, that was nobody's fault. Really? It's nobody's fault? I use prestidigitation and drop a mountain of trail mix all over Hannibal. I wish it was real. I would totally eat it. You uh, idiot. All right, let's go grab the circlet and take a look at what this thing is. Absolutely. There is a table that has the shiny object on it, the three dead bullywugs, and there's this uh, circlet on the uh, the ground. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, go ahead and make an arcana check on the... Uh, 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 circlet. The circlet. Yes, thank you. Yep. And uh, you also have a uh, history check on the shiny object on the table. All right. I got history. I took Arcana. I got an eight. If you want to make an investigation check otherwise there, uh, Thelonious, by all means. 20 unnatural on history. 16. With a 16, you look around and uh, uh, it seems like from what you can tell, this creature, this X319 or whatever it is, has been holding up in here for quite a while. Uh, It seems like the meals it brought in, these dead bullywugs, uh, are covered in like mud. Uh, It looks like they were in somewhere that was like wet and muddy before here. Uh, Aside from that, you don't really see any like treasure lying around or anything. It looks like this has just sort of become like a makeshift nest uh, for whatever this thing was. Uh, with uh, uh, Arcana, what did you get? Uh, with an eight. With an eight, it seems magical of magic of some kind, but you can't really tell exactly what it does. An identify spell would tell you for sure. Uh, otherwise, you could take more time with like a short rest and try to analyze it. <coughs> and what did you get there? Uh, unnatural twenty. With an unnatural twenty, it is a key made of gold. It's an ornate key. Uh, it's a little larger than a normal key would be. Uh, and it has five different, like, you know how uh, keys have those little, like, ridges? This one has five tiny gems or stones that make up those ridges of the key. One is ruby, one is sapphire, one is emerald, one is diamond, and one is onyx. And with a history check of 20, you would know that each one of those correlates to a a chromatic dragon color. All right. So I let let Thelonious and and Alice know what this thing is. Uh, Theo, you ever seen anything like this before? Never. And I mean it. Never. Has never seen anything like that. This thing's fucking crazy. So what do we know about (laughs) this particular thing? Is it, it doesn't appear to be any kind of natural being that is correct it does not seem natural it's not a regular dragonborn uh rather than being a little bit more like squat and tankier and beefier like a dragonborn it's lankier it's tall it's like seven foot uh slender uh spikes are coming off it's like elbows it's knees tons of spikes off the shoulders and it was able to transform its scales from red to black no dragonborn can do something like that. I, I'm thinking this thing started as a dragonborn, has been worked on, manipulated to turn into this monster. So, like, I'm thinking there was. Did I? I ended up sharing that one letter I caught it. Yeah, because we investigated. So I'm thinking we go back to the pains, figure out what's going on. That one transaction note that I stole. Well, was, I don't refresh my memory. The the uh, 
you guys had saw a transaction uh, between the Bloodbane family and uh, well, it was a request for weapons from the uh, apparently Morn Ballantine to the Bloodbanes, and it was being handled through the Payne family. You guys asked Morn Ballantine. He said it wasn't his handwriting, and you guys rolled your insight checks, and he seemed to be telling the truth. Uh, so it was it was seemingly fake, but I mean, it could there could be some stock there. You still have it because I am I am proficient in forgery. I do have it. Yeah, yeah I think I, you stole it, right? Yeah, I stole it. I really feel like we should investigate here, and we should probably yeah. get back to the inn. I agree. So let's let's do what we can here. I uh, go ahead, and uh, did you guys want to do the short rest here? No, we should probably go no, back to the inn. No, we should probably go. Absolutely. So you guys head down the stairs. Uh, so you take the key with you, I presume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you just leave the the bullywug bodies behind? Do we check the bullywug bodies? Uh, you guys looked through them, and they were just like muddy, mud, like covered yeah. in like and mud. And there's nothing water, else in the yeah. room. Not seemingly, or the, the, the circlet which you took. Right, right. Yeah, let's go here. Yeah, so you guys head down the stairs. You guys head, uh, you know, into the, uh, the chamber that had the, the dead, now charred remains of the uh, grell. You guys move past that. You guys head down uh, the floor that had all the torture chambers. You go to the end of the hall. Uh, and, you know, once again, it's like just sort of a dead end. You go back, and now it goes downstairs instead of upstairs, the staircase. Go down the stairs, uh, and you guys find yourself back on the first floor, and you guys are moving through like that cafeteria area you saw before. And the body that was giving you a lot of trouble uh, that you ended up burning, you guys stop at, and you see that there's a uh, one flowery, like like uh, uh, kind of like body of a plant, and it's kind of like uh, uh, seem- seemingly is like made some type of fruit. It's like some kind of like fruit is sort of sprouted off it. Does it smell citrusy? It does. It smells citrusy and fruity and fragrant. I, can we grab the fruit and have someone investigate it for us? You guys Maybe the university. step up and the fruit sort of splinters open as you get closer. And what was inside the center of the fruit is a shard of the black pyramid that drops to the ground. Go ahead and make me a, an arcana check to know what a shard of the black pyramid might be. Which one was them, sorry? Uh, Arcana. Let me know what you get. 19. is a 17. 11. Even with an 11, you know, you've heard legends of these black crystals that drive people insane, and you get a real bad feeling when you look at it. Uh, The uh, the rest of you, Alice and Hannibal, you're a little bit more familiar with how they work. You know that as soon as someone touches them, even like just picking them up, they tend to just go insane. Shards of the Black Pyramid will grant the owner's and users wishes but usually in weird twisted ways and it grants weird bizarre powers but it drives them mad all right let's not touch this what do we have to put this thing in can we put it in like a bag and it not affect us yeah so long as it's not touching your flesh yeah you could if you have anything that can like hold it then sure oh, wait, what about that what if we wrap it up in that cloak that we well no that might be a bad idea. <laughs> I have a curse cloak i mean can i just I throw mean, I can i just a, throw it in my backpack yeah we, we don't want to touch it well, I got a crowbar. We can just kind of flick it into the crow in the, using the crowbar. Sure, absolutely. I uh, do. You guys just want it floating around in someone's backpack? I don't know that. All right. Do I have any sort of? I mean, I don't mind. No. <laughs> Pouches. Wait, I could vials. use my. I, I could wrap the red. I could wrap it around the red dress I have. You okay. do have a you red have dress. A red dress. Who knew that that yes! would actually come in handy? I, I cannot I can't, believe it. Yeah, I can't believe you wrote it down that you had it. <laughs> uh, uh, 
This is, I wrote it down for a time like this, damn it. Touche. Uh, so you uh, take the, the dress, bunch it up in your hands, you pick up the shard, and you kind of wrap it around, and you have this like bundle that has a shard of the Black Pyramid in it. I'll put it in my backpack. And it's in your backpack. Bag it up. You guys now have a shard of the Black Pyramid in your possession. In a lovely, lovely red dress. It's very fetching. <laughs> very, very fetching. Uh, and so you guys head out, and uh, uh, you want to head back to the Mertiel Auberge, correct? Yep. Yes. You guys head across town. Uh, you guys are no doubt taking some time to analyze this tiara, the circlet. Yeah. Yeah. You guys get to the Mertiel Auberge, and you guys, like, you know, like, say hi to Fritz, who just sort of waves at you as you guys say, we'll get the meal in a bit and head upstairs and try to rest, and you guys are, or maybe even in the study, like, maybe in the study. Yeah, uh, let's know. go, yeah, let's go to the study. That so you're sense. in the study, and as as you hear, you know, like, uh, Fritz cooking in the other room, uh, you know, like, the sound of pots and, sp- like, spoons hitting pots and stuff, uh, you guys are are you know looking at this item and analyzing it, taking a look at some magic books that you you know have and stuff, or or like you know stuff that's somewhat magical you know on hand, and you guys find what this circlet is for. It is a circlet of domination. It means that somebody had been controlling under specific orders whatever this X three nineteen was. It is no longer being controlled and that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.